When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 4, Episode 2, Chapter Titled, Hair Today, Goon Tomorrow. Just like us. You're a goon tomorrow? Well, because when we started, when we were dating and like things got serious, um, like we started smooching, um, my last name is Bear. Oh. And your last name was Hill, uh-huh. so we would call ourselves the hairs. the hairs because we couldn't get married like anytime soon. Does that mean that we're going to be goon? Our last name is going to be Goon tomorrow. I mean, one of us, Alden Goon. One of us is going to get married to a uh, Goon. <laughs> I don't. I don't know which one. I mean, it's going to be you. I know it. Well, anyway, what have you been up to, Tanya? Uh, not much. Yeah. Just working. I'm on a four day weekend, so I only had to work four days and now I have four days off. But I feel like I've heard this before. I don't know why. I don't know why I feel like this. Deja vu is kind of tricky. Okay. We, we you had know to, what's hard is... We is, had to restart the episode because I was having a very hard time. One of us <laughs> hasn't had enough caffeine and the other one still can't talk. So... <laughs> We did a whole intro already, and I was having a very hard time, and I was just like, can we just restart it? And I was like, are you sure? And I was like, yes. He was like, all this is going to be gone. It's gone now. And so now we had to restart. That's right. So we're going to talk about the same stuff that you didn't hear, and we're going to leave out some stuff that Tanya can't say. Um, so there's 10 minutes just lost lost to the void. Um. What have I been up to, you ask? Yeah, what have you been up to? Oh, I've been playing Fire Emblem, and that's it. And that's what I said before. Yeah. And that's what I'll say next week anyway. So, like, <laughs> I can just keep this going forward. I've been playing Fire Emblem. I do have things I need to do outside. Um, so, I'll, I mean, I'll be working on the chicken coop this weekend because it's almost time to get them chickens outside. Wow, that was very country. <laughs> Howdy, partner. Is that who you are now that you have chickens? Yeah, I got chickens now. I think you have officially like fallen in love with the chickens. I mean, I do like them quite a bit. I've liked them since we got them. No one thinks that I like them because I don't show emotion on my face very well. And then they think that I just don't care. So it's been a great time in the house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, unfortunately, I have encouraged Aubrey to express how she feels about this. And now she thinks it's just funny to keep saying it over and yep. over again. Because she is her father's daughter. Mm-hmm. And Alden would also do that. Mm-mm. I never do anything too much. Blur me up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to talk about what I've been doing oh, this Oh, what week. have you been doing, Tanya? I, I, I did ask you. Not really. All right. Go. Go. You're... Go before we get hung up and have to delete this too. Okay. Uh, I was working, but I also, I listened to a whole book. Oh, what book? Um, it was the New Hunger Games book. And without spoiling anything, give me a quick blurb. How'd you feel about the book? Well, I'm not going to give you a blurb because it would spoil it, but the book was very good. The blurb is, we've gone back to the past, and this time there's no Michael J. Fox and no River Under the Sea dance. What? That's that has not what nothing to do with Hunger Games. This time, we're going back to watch the very first Hunger Games. 
this? No. <laughs> I don't know. No. <laughs> it's can just, you can it's you give an overview based on what I said the first time we recorded? Um, blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you hear when I talk. No. Uh, it's. I mean, you told me a whole reason about why I would be depressed with it. Oh, I just said so. There is no Katniss. Right. You don't know Katniss. It's about President Snow. Who sucked in the books. Yeah. The first set of books. It's his backstory. It's his backstory before all this stuff happened and, and him dealing with all of that. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be depressing and that's why I'm afraid of the book. But I bought it. So well, I, I used a credit on it. On and Audible. I didn't. I was going to buy it on my Kindle. It would have been $18. But then I went to my Hoopla app. My Prince William County Library app. Hoopla? Hoopla. H-O-O-P-L-A. Most county library systems have an app where you can borrow books and audiobooks and music and movies. And ours is called Hoopla. And the day that it came out, it was on Hoopla to listen to. And I did. It is um, narrated by Prince Hans from Frozen. The guy who plays Prince Hans from Frozen. So it was like Prince Hans reading a Hunger Games book to me in my ear holes. Did did you finish the Hoopla ad? I'm done. Okay. Everybody, um, everybody get Hoopla. Oh God. If your if your library system uses Hoopla. I mean, we don't have sponsors, but that's just proof that we should. I mean, Hoopla is free of charge. You don't pay for it. Yeah, but they could pay you to talk about it. Why would they need to pay anybody anything? Because no one knows about it. That's not true. It's existed a long time before you knew about it. I didn't use my library card. So what she's saying is Hoopla is the best way to get books on your electronic devices. Enter code BoyMeetsGirlMeetsBoyMeetsWorld on Hoopla.com. For a free forever. For a free app. (laughs) Um, Anyway, that's what you've been up to? Yeah. Great. What else have we been doing? Uh, watching Boy Meets World. Yeah, season four, episode two. Um, now, mm-hmm. Tanya. Uh-huh. Tanya Snow. No. Blur me up. Don't put me in the same realm as him. That's a weird blurb. <laughs> the blurb for season four, episode two, Hair Today, Goon Tomorrow is... Eric struggles with what to do with no college education in his future. That's exactly what this episode is about. And that is what Disney Plus has told us that this episode is going to be going into it. I can't wait to find out what happens to Eric. And it's two and a half minutes of the show. And Corey and Topanga is the rest. I might have preferred the Eric story. All right, let's go. Classroom or not? Not. Wait. This episode was written by Susan Estelle Jansen and it was directed by Jeff McCracken. Okay. And it's the 69th episode of Boy Meets World. Nice. Nice. Um, welcome back, Susan Estelle Jansen. Yes, Susan Estelle Jansen. That Tanya totally knows how to say. Uh, <laughs> classroom or not? Not. Why? Because we are in Corey and Eric's bedroom where Eric is sleeping and dreaming blissfully in Spanish. Yeah, and I all like I don't know Spanish, but I do know when he said Mariners and then he said Ken Griffey Jr. He was talking about baseball. I assumed that he was doing like his whole um walkman in bed headphone thing like Mm. learning spanish to get ready for something i don't know what i was wrong 
Um, Ken Griffey Jr. was my favorite baseball player. So when they said Ken Griffey Jr., it made me very happy. Have you now said all of your favorite sports stars from the 90s at this point? Because I feel like you have. I have definitely not. Ken Griffey Jr. in baseball. Cal Ripken was a close second. Um, Cal Ripken Jr., obviously. I'm not a weirdo. You've said Um, that on this show before, though, about Cal Ripken. Jr. Yeah. Uh Um, No, I haven't said any of the other ones. Like, I didn't mention my favorite hockey player or my favorite... My favorite hockey player was Peter Bonder of the Washington Capitals. Um, My favorite football player at that time was probably... Deion Sanders because he played baseball and football and I thought that was super cool and my favorite basketball player is Michael Jordan I mean just that's how that worked in 1996 if you were under 18 your favorite basketball player was Michael Jordan and your favorite wrestler was Vader my favorite wrestler was not Vader well you said he he, he was like my favorite wrestler he was one of my favorite wrestlers but at, in 96, I think my favorite wrestler was Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid. I loved Shawn Michaels, too. Is that all the sports? Did I get it all out of the way? What about curling? I liked Canada. What about ice skating? Uh, I liked Nancy Kerrigan. What about... That's awful. Why? Because there were so many people that were so much better than her. Nancy Kerrigan? Yeah. She was America's hopeful princess. (laughs) (laughs) And she was in an episode of Boy Meets World. (laughs) (laughs) You are America's hopeful princess. (laughs) All right. So... Anyway, Eric is announcing a baseball game in Spanish. He Corey wakes him up and tells Eric, like, oh, you've been you were having that dream again and he said the one about Cindy Crawford or the no, one Jenny McCarthy. Oh, Jenny McCarthy. That's, that's very right. important. That is. Why? Because Jenny McCarthy was amazing during that time. I was in love with her too. Was this I, singled out era? Yes, it oh, was. I was in love with her. It was singled out era and then like after that, me and my sisters were just, we followed everything she did. I read all of her books, like, until she became an anti-vaxxer. She's nuts now. Um, I didn't care in 96. I was like, who's the pretty blonde on TV? And she was, like, so, like, outspoken and, like, quirky. Yeah. And, yeah. I loved her. Yeah. Anyway, um, Corey goes into the look in the mirror. No, no, he won't look in the mirror. Yeah, he's like getting ready for school and he won't look in the mirror. And Eric is basically like, what is wrong with you? And he's just like, I just, when am I going to grow out of this? Like my hair, my face, whatever. And Eric is like, everybody goes through an awkward time. Like everybody does. And Corey's like, when am I going to grow out of this awkward time? I don't know, Corey. I've been asking myself that for like 25 years. That's a long time. Yeah. Uh, So... Um, Morgan like busts in the door or like appears out of nowhere and she holds up a Mr. Potato Head and she's like, hey, I'm Corey. I'm going to be awkward and weird looking for the next four years. I'm a potato. (laughs) And he's like, yep, that's me. I'm a potato. Yep. And then it cuts to the hallway. Yep. Where everyone and their mother are primping in their locker mirrors yep. 
Um, and Corey just has a picture of Mr. Potato Head in his locker. That's very <laughs> and funny. Alden was laughing a lot. That's very funny. Uh, so Corey is like adjusting his shirt and like puts in a corn cob pipe like Mr. Potato Head. And Mr. Phoenix comes by and takes it from him. And, uh, Corey tries to grab Sean to walk away, and Sean's like, hold on, I gotta get my hair just right. I need just the right amount of hair in my eyes. And Corey gets frustrated because he's mad about being ugly, and swipes his hand through Sean's hair, and it's like, now it's like bedhead messy, and Mm -hmm. Sean is like, oh, this is even better. And Corey's like, ah! And then he reaches his own head in his hair and like rubs his hair, and Sean goes, careful, you're gonna cut your hand. Yeah, and um, they ha- they start to talk about how uncomfortable Corey is feeling, and and um, it- Corey starts talking about how Topanga is just like beautiful, and how and- he's surrounded by people with beautiful hair, right? Um, and then Topanga comes over with her like hair down to her butt, and he's like, "See, see, this is my point. Like everybody has better hair than me." And he's just having a moment where he feels gross. Yeah. Um, then some dude walks up and he's like, hey, Topanga, you want to go out tonight? And she's like, uh, no, I'll be going out with Corey. And he goes, oh, you're still with him? I thought you would have dumped him over the summer. And he like stands really weird and he talks really weird. And even if she wasn't with Corey, I really think Topanga would have said no. And he's letting his hair hang all like weird and attempted sexually but it's weird it was very eric von dutton hair who's that who was that he was um he played in the leave it to beaver movie but he was in brink oh yeah he definitely looks like brink yeah because at first i was like that's eric von dutton's too young like he was too young to have been in that for sure um i loved eric von dutton i loved brink I know you did. And you know what's weird is I loved Eric Von Detten and I didn't love Brink. And I feel like I'm betraying my my Disney love by saying that. But like Brink is one of the decoms that I didn't enjoy. To be fair, they're all pretty bad now. Um, so, yeah, so he had Brink hair. Right. He, Brink hair says he wants to date her. Even, she says no. Even after she says no, he's like, well, let me give you my card for when you finally dump him. And gives her a business card, and Corey, like, reads over her shoulder, and it's, like, locker... 128. Oh, you wrote that down? Good no, job. I didn't write it down. I just remembered while I was looking at my paper. Oh. It's not on my paper. Huh. I don't know where that came from. Hmm. Anyway, Corey's like, that's a good locker. Whatever. Um. So, Corey starts to, like, vent to her, like, oh, like, of course, like, I'm the ugly guy, and you're the beautiful person, and... um. Topanga tries to like console him and says well she's like first of all like you think I'm beautiful because you love me mm-hmm. I think that you're beautiful because I love you like it's all because we love each other that we find each other attractive Yeah, she like, says no matter what I looked like you would still love me and he was like yeah but that's easy for you to say like when you look in the mirror that's what you see and she's like oh yeah really okay fine and she just like takes out scissors from i don't even know where she's in high school they have scissors in her textbook because i feel like she just like pulled them out of a book or something maybe like, she she's walked just, like, out ready of, to shank somebody she walked away from her from her locker put it in a book and she was like one of two things is gonna happen right now either i'm gonna stab Corey in the 
fucking stomach. Or, oh my goodness. Or I'm going to cut my hair. She's just tired of him whining. Mm. He's been whining a lot lately. Look, he's going through a rough time. He doesn't feel very attractive. His brother sucked before. Like, I get it. She gets it. I got very annoyed with Corey. And I have been getting annoyed with Corey. Um, um, but anyway, so she, like, pulls a piece of her hair around. She just, like, chops it off. And Corey's just, like, standing there with his mouth open. Like, he cannot believe that she's doing this. And she's just, like, shaking her hair in his face. And she's like, see? See? I'm fine. Everything is fine. And she, like, cuts off another piece. And then she's like, everything is fine. Like, and then she turns around to go. Like, she really is okay. And she turns around to go to class. And she happens to see herself in a locker mirror. And she's like, oh, my gosh. And starts freaking out because she realizes what she did to her hair yep and she starts freaking out about like oh i'm ugly now why did i do this i'm so ugly and um they tell her she's not and then mr feeney walks by and he's like what What happened happened to to you and she says what does she say oh no Corey says that she was doing it she cut her hair to try to make me feel better. And she goes into like one of her, it's been a while since we've had like a Topanga, like smart rant Mm -hmm. where she's just like, I was trying to show Corey that he, I mean, she used lots of big words that I didn't write down because I'm writing down the whole episode, but she explains that she did this to make Corey see that beauty is only skin deep and none of it matters. And, uh, and then she's like, but like, now this is what I look like. I did this to myself. And and Mr. Feeney says something like, well, do you feel better? And she goes, you think I'm ugly and runs away. Yeah. Um, so then we go to the girl's bathroom mm-hmm. where she's just like, she didn't even look like she was like trying to fix it or anything. She just sort of is like primping in the mirror, which mm-hmm. was weird. Like I would have had scissors out still like trying to even it or something. Mm-hmm. But she's just, like, brushing it, I guess, as if brushing it would make the short piece longer. And Corey kind of, like, creeps into the girl's bathroom, and he's just, but like... But not like a creep. No, no, not like a creep. He's doing it quietly and, like, calmly as to not, like, frighten the, he's literally the covering, ladies in there. He's covering his eyes and going, I'm coming in. I need to come in. I have to I have to come in. I'm, last warning, I'm taking my hand down. And then he takes his hand down, and he's like, why aren't you guys freaking out? I'm a boy in the bathroom. And they're like... They just, like, turn and look at him and shrug. And he's like, why do you have a couch in here? Did you ever have a couch in the girl's bathroom? Yes. So I have a whole thing about this. Well, that's what I wanted to know. I feel like I've talked about this on this podcast. Couches in bathrooms? Yeah. So the church that I grew up in. Yes. um, Have you talked about this? I feel like maybe. So the church that I grew up in, the women's bathroom had two large like stalls in it for if like moms needed to nurse babies um and then it had like four regular size stalls and then on the other side of the bathroom there was a huge floor to ceiling mirror like there was a whole like couch and two chairs set up and a vanity in there like it was a whole thing and like the guys always wanted to be in the girl's bathroom like because there was a couch it was such a big thing on tv and i always like i mean there were several shows that referenced like whoa the women's bathroom is so nice and has a couch and blah 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 tv um 
that I just, for the longest time, thought that all women's bathrooms had that. A lot of them did, and it was for nursing mothers. It it was not socially acceptable to nurse your children Mm. anywhere other than in the bathroom. So a lot of women's bathrooms did have a nursing area, and that's why it was there. I see. But then I started going into girls' bathrooms, and you would just not... It just looked like a gross bathroom. Yeah. No. I... So I thought that it was normal to have a couch in the bathroom because I always saw that on TV and the bathroom that I was around the most did have a couch in it. And then I started going to school. I was like, where's the couch? There wasn't a couch. Uh, excuse like, me, sir. Can you bring me my couch? Uh, it seems you've forgotten my couch, uh, good man. Sir, sir was just Alden sitting at the desk drawing on his shoes. Yeah. Flip her off. He's like, go get your own couch. Go get your own couch. Anarchy. <laughs> uh, anyway, so she starts talking to Corey about how gross she is and how ugly she is now. And how she's mostly upset about how shallow she feels because she didn't care before. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden she feels ugly and she cares. And she says, how shallow can I be? And he says, you're really deep. You're the deepest person I know. Yeah, he's like, you're smart and you're deep and like you you aren't shallow at all. This is just a moment that you're having. He says, you're still beautiful. And she says, what about my hair? And he goes, hair's not one of your strong points right now. Let's find something else. And he is holding her other piece of hair and kind of like sticks it up against the short piece. And he's like, it's not, it's not. It's not your strong suit right now. And he, and he's he says, like shaking her hair. As he's looking at the hair, he's like, you're going to have to let go. <laughs> um, um, and he starts to say, like, basically that this is how he feels all the time. And that, you know, however long it took her to grow her hair like that in the first place, which was like seven years, that... By the time it grows again, he will be out of his awkward stage. They will get to be awkward together and they'll be more equal. Right. And she's like, this is why I love you. That's so sweet. Yeah. And did you know that in real life, they actually had forced Danielle Fischel to keep her hair long? She had never been able to cut it because she was Topanga. Right. So she was like, "That's I've had enough of this. I want to cut my hair. So they wrote an episode about her hair being cut. Really? Yep. Look at that. Trivia. That's very, very good of you to have looked up because I wouldn't have known. I mean, like, I look at Topanga's hair and I'm like, I never would have cut my hair ever if my hair was like that. But I can only imagine that she was ready for a change. Yeah, you super would have cut your hair if it was like that. Like, at some point you would have been like, oh, I'm tired of dealing with this. It's just how it works. Like, it's a lot to deal with. I don't feel like I would if my hair was as good as hers. You would. Because you are a person. And all people still find things to not like about themselves. And you would find something else to not like about yourself. Mm-hmm. So then it would be like, well, I don't care because my, I don't need my hair because my, I don't know, my nose is gross. I will say that Topanga's hair, long, like really long, was beautiful. It was natural and that was not the look of the 90s. Right. Like, she... And they say it a few times in this episode, like, she doesn't wear makeup. She doesn't really do her hair. She doesn't really care, like, which is what makes her beautiful. And I think that that was a really, really strange and um, uncomfortable concept. Yes. Back then of, like, 
there were two sides of beauty. Either you were a natural beauty or you were like a made up beauty. And like there were people who had that as a type and people who had the other one as a type. And it was just like there was no autonomy there whatsoever. Yeah. And to be fair, Topanga's worn makeup in every episode. I mean, she's an actress and they have to wear makeup, but they're talking about how she's never worn makeup, but she wears makeup all the time. Her character is not wearing makeup. Okay. The actresses, the guys are wearing makeup. Right. I know. I know. I'm not saying that they're not. Like, she's not made up the way the other girls are. That's true. She doesn't have, like, heavy Right. We see it later in this episode, what she looks like when she's made up. That's true. But I think, so, her long, long hair was not the style then. And it probably was very difficult for her to not be part of like that fashionable scene because she had to be like this natural like and now as an adult looking back it's just like gosh she was so like she was just so gorgeous and her style was flawless and the fact that she had like the long hair while all the other girls had like so much hairspray and like everything in their hair like she was different than them like it had to have been hard to have played that character yeah and you have that much hair on your head all the time. Yeah. Uh, I grew my hair out once to my shoulders, and I was like, this is too much hair to have on a human body. So I don't know how anyone else does it. Anyway, so Sean comes out of the... Or Topanga leaves. Sean comes out of the stall in the girl's room, and he's like... He walks over to Corey and starts, you know, pontificating. And then they're like, you want to sit down on the couch? Yeah, let's sit on the couch. That was a very real thing that would happen in my childhood. What? Guys that were just like sitting on the couch in the women's bathroom. Really? Yes. Like our friends that were guys, they would be like, we're going in. Okay. Like make sure. Because our moms would be so preoccupied talking to each other. They didn't care. Mm-hmm. So it was often that the guys would just be sitting on the couch in our bathroom and we would be sitting on the floor talking to them of the bathroom because it, they were on our couch. It is funny like to think back like between the ages of, I don't know, 11 and 16, every guy is like, oh, I wish I could be in the girls' bathroom. And like... That's where we poop. That's gross. That's a gross place. That's where we pee and poop. Yeah. You you wouldn't that's see not, anything fun going on. That's not a sexy on. place. No. I think they must have thought we were just in there, like, trading clothes or something, that we were just, like, running around in our bras. We, we, like, we didn't think about it. We just were, we thought, like, that's the place where girls, you know, take their pants off. You don't think about, <laughs> and then they. Like, it's just the first part. So there would be, like, a two-second window where every guy is like, finally, I got it. Oh, no. It, was there ever a time where you thought, why don't girls want to come into our bathroom? Girls did want to come into the boys' bathroom. Oh, see, we did not want to go into the boys' bathroom. Yeah. No, there were girls who would just be like, I want to, I wish, just want to see, see what it's like. we would dare each other, mm-hmm. but we would like run out screaming. Mm. And there would be no one in there. It's just like the urinals were terrifying. <laughs> what do you do with those things? <laughs> All right. So anyway... Enough bathroom talk. Enough, enough bathroom humor. Um, we go back to uh, the the Matthews bedroom, the boys' bedroom. N- no, we go back to oh the yeah, Matthews that's not the bedroom. Room? This is like week two in a row of me writing things 
that aren't true. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to throw me off. Nope. But it's Eric on the couch eating a gigantic bowl of cereal. And he pours milk in his mouth and then sprays Hershey's syrup in it and then shakes his... Which is weird because he's eating Cocoa Puffs mm-hmm. and there's milk in the bowl already, But still too. has flawless skin. All that chocolate. At 18, my face would have been crazy. It's all the makeup. I couldn't have put enough makeup on to cover my acne at 18. Um, so anyway, it's... Uh, Amy walks in the door and she's like, It's 4 o'clock, Eric? You were sitting there when I woke or when i left this morning and you're still there um she says i you were supposed to look for a job this morning and this is obviously the main part of the episode per disney plus so tanya can you tell me what happens this is just the main part of the episode like we finally have reached yeah the meat of the story so give me give me that meat tanya i mean eric just says he hasn't looked for a job yeah well she's like go look for a job no because he says i thought of some things i can do there's no good looking detectives on tv right so like he's sitting there eating cereal watching true crime things and learning how to be a detective so he's like i've been learning all this but there's like old detectives fat detectives ugly detectives there's no good looking detectives i'm gonna be eric matthews good looking detective and morgan goes i'm gonna go do so much homework (laughs) um and amy's like no you need to go find a real job and he says, why? I don't have a, uh, I didn't get into college. All I have is a high school diploma. Uh, the most I can make is minimum wage. And she's like, you used to go out on dates. What happened? And he says, I can't go out on dates anymore. Everybody left for college. Yeah. Um, and she's like, there's plenty of people around. He's like, the townies? Townies? They're they're." Probably, I know where they are right now. They're sitting on their parents' couch in a dirty bathrobe eating bonbons. And Amy, like, gestures to him and he goes, these are Cocoa Puffs. Um, I will point out. Do it. He has job experience. Yes, he does. Also, uh, at, in, at that age, like, making minimum wage would be okay. And... Not only does he have job experience, he has the internship experience. Like, yeah. he has a resume. Yeah. He could have gotten a job making more but than he minimum wasn't, wage. But he wasn't even trying. Right. But at 18, I had a... No, I didn't make minimum wage at 18. I didn't make minimum wage at 18 either. I made minimum wage at 16, and it was fine. Well, he's not 16. I know, but he's kind of living life the way I did at 16. He's yeah, but that's living the point. He's, but that's the point he's trying to make. Like, he's stuck between that. Like, there, that's the whole point of this entire episode, according to the blurb, is that he's not a high school student. He doesn't want to go work with the high school students making minimum wage, and he isn't with his friends in college. So there's, like, he's stuck in a weird middle spot of being almost in, he's embarrassed of himself. You feel for anything that's stuck in the middle. Yeah. Middle childs. Middle. I wish you understood. <laughs> I've never been in the middle of anything. I'm always on top. I was about to say something I shouldn't say. I'm glad you didn't. This is a family show. Oh, no. It was related to the Hunger Games book. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you didn't. This is an entertaining show. <laughs> Uh, so we come back to, or we go to the mall slash beauty parlor inside right. the mall. 
Um, where Sean and Corey are going, they're just like waiting in the beauty parlor for Topanga to come out. And Sean is saying some of the wha- the most whack-ass shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, and Corey's responding in with worse whack-ass yeah. shit. Yeah, like they're, they're talking just... about how I've never known Topanga to wear, wear makeup. That's not who she is. She would never do that. Uh, she needs to be awkward and ugly like me and... Uh, I wouldn't want her to wear makeup and ever. And Sean is like saying things that's like feeding into it where he's just like, I mean, she was really hot without makeup. She's going to come out way hotter with makeup. She never did anything with her hair before. I think Finley just fell again. Maybe. She never did anything with her hair before. And now she's going to get it professionally cut. Like they work magic here. She's going to come out looking so hot and Corey's like no what's gonna happen is she was already beautiful so she's gonna sit in that chair and they're gonna make her look really awkward and he also says and i did like this part of it let's scratch Mm -hmm. around all that other stuff but he says no she's gonna be in the haircut cycle of shame i know exactly what this is you get your haircut it looks weird and then after a few days it looks great for one day and then it looks awkward again. That is accurate. It's so accurate. I do that every three weeks. Like It's true. Cut my own hair because uh, we're quarantined or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few days later, I'm like, okay, now it looks, looks, looks pretty good. I like this hair. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I'm like, now it's too long again. Yeah. No, I'm a girl. And I... What? If I get my hair cut... Like, I never like it the day that it gets cut. It takes a few days of it growing out a little bit, laying differently, and me doing it myself for me to be like, oh, okay, it's good. And then it grows out funky. And then I'm like, I hate it. Okay, but then, then Topanga comes out. Well, they, well, they, first they talk about like, um, old Mrs. Oh, Mrs. Greeley or something like that. Yeah. Some old neighbor or something like that. Like, she goes to the beauty shop or whatever. They start talking about her. And then this lady gets out of her chair. And they're like, old Mrs. So-and-so. This place is magic. Mm Because she, like, looks like a hot, like, tall blonde model. Mm -hmm. So Corey's like, oh, I'm in trouble. And then Topanga comes out. Sean sees her first. Corey won't turn around. And Sean is gross. Sean is gross. And Corey turns around and he's very upset. Because she looks amazing. It's very much the... She she truly reminds me of Jessica Simpson from around the same time. Well, and she very much actually did get a makeover. Like, she mm-hmm. went in there with her shirt, like, out. And for some reason now, it's pulled up over her belly button. So, uh... Well, and she went to get her hair fixed, but they did her makeup and nails, too. Yeah. And at some point, someone in there was like, Here, tie your shirt up over your belly button. That'll make you look better. This place is creepy. Yeah, it's weird. And she got a whole makeover. But she did get a makeover. She does look gorgeous. And Corey's very upset. And Sean is trying to steal Corey's girl. Yep. So oh, then he yeah. gets sprayed in the face. Yeah, he for real is trying to steal. He's like, that's my best friend's girl. That's my best friend's girl. Screw it. I'm going for it. Would you like to go out with me? And, and Cor- Corey's like, what on earth? And Sean's like, whatever. I'm going for it. And Corey picks up a spray bottle and sprays him in the face. And Sean's like, thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Corey starts complaining about the her makeup and her her nails and her toenails and how well done up she is. Mm-hmm. And 
she's like, nothing has changed about me, Corey. I'm still the same girl. And she starts walking away. And Corey's like, where are you going? And he go, she goes, um, this, this outfit hair? with this hair? I don't think so. It's, I'm going to the mall. Bye-bye. Yeah. So she, like, now she got her hair, makeup, and nails done. And she's changed her personality completely. And voice. Yeah. Um, but now, then Corey goes to try to find who did this to his girlfriend. So they find Mr. Whatever. Cellini? Sure. Mr. Cellini. Mr. Cellini. And Mr. Cellini comes out with a, a thick French accent, I think. Some type of accent. French, Just Italians. European. Yeah. He just says European. He's yeah. some type of European accent. And uh, it doesn't matter because it's fake. But... He talks about, like, when someone as beautiful as her sits in his chair and, like... And asks for help. He weeps. Yeah, he says, I'm a man secure in my masculinity, but I wept. I'm not afraid to tell you I wept. Uh, And Sean goes, hey, we're in Philly. Drop the act. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, speak English. And I was like, gross, Sean. And And then then, the guy started, he's like, see what happened was. What happened was. Um, and then start speaking some weird slang that I've never heard before in my life. It's like a mixture between Brooklyn and, I don't know, Canadian. (laughs) I thought it just sounded like a hot dog vendor. Like, Hey, you want to get a hot dog? Yeah. That's not bad. Um, so they talked to him about it and, and Corey's, I mean, obviously he's overdone. And Sean is overdone, and it's kind of a moment where it's like, okay, that's enough. (laughs) I was done with this at the beginning, kind of, when they were talking to Topanga about, when Corey was talking to Topanga about how, like, you don't get it because you're beautiful. Um, But this was just so, uh, I hated it. The whole episode? Well, this whole yeah, yeah, yeah. thing i have so i find it to be a very important one and i'll explain why okay later. we'll get to it okay. uh so now we go back to chubby's where we go to the meat of the episode again where it's eric eric's on a date with a girl this could have been the meat of the episode could have been like someone from disney plus was like this should have been the meat of the episode this is way meatier and so dinosaurs got I'm... killed by a meteor <laughs> Um, so then they wrote the blurb based on this. So Eric is on a date. Yes. He's on a date with a girl and they're talking and he's just like, yeah, I mean, I guess I've, I've had some life experience and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, yeah, cause he's like, I've, I feel like I'm stuck. You know, I, I, I didn't go to college like everyone else did, but I have some life experience. And then she jumps in and she's like, oh yeah, I completely understand. Like I have life experience too. Um, I didn't go to college, but you know, now, I mean, my son is my life experience. He's two and I have to get him into daycare and work two jobs and it's just so exhausting. And yeah, like I have a lot of life experience and he's just like, he, dumbfounded. Yeah, and he goes, but you got, you know, you, you got people helping you, right? Your mom and dad are helping you? And she goes, your mom and dad help you? And he goes, oh. And she says, wow, you're lucky. And he says, yeah, I guess I am lucky, aren't I? Yeah. They so, could have done so much more with this whole thing. Yeah, but they don't. Because now we go back to English class with Mr. Turner, where Mr. Turner... Hits on Topanga. Kind of, Yes. I mean, so he basically is like, did you do something different with your hair or something? And she's like, she's like, I got a haircut. Do you like it? 
I don't think he actually hit on her. Here. No, like, he didn't. No. He just he just says he like noticed, he did something different. He noticed that she looked better. Like, and I mean that's not creepy unless you make it creepy. I don't even think he acknowledged that she looked better. Just Maybe. different. Like he she, he was just like, did you do something different? Like, right? It, yeah, but there was like an air of like, wow. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's fine. Right, I agree. Uh, he didn't say, man, looking good, Topanga. Right, and then Corey's just like, focus, Turner. Yeah. Let's get to the classwork, Turner. Uh, and Mr. Turner picks up his book and he's like, all right, we're talking about the elephant man. Yeah, and he explains that like, uh, the elephant man was this disfigured, um, ugly man who was ashamed to show his face but he was, wore a burlap sack but he was like the one person in a family of good looking people who well, was like this he said that like he was just this ugly disfigured person who was wonderful on the inside and that's what people had to learn to love because he kept a burlap sack over his face mm-hmm. and Corey um obviously sees some correlation there and he's like see maybe that's just me i'm going through my awkward phase and um, you know, I'm from a good looking family, so I'm just, I'll get there too. And that's when Mr. Turner says, and he came from a good looking family and he never looked like them. And he looked, he kept that burlap bag over his head until he, his head fell over and he died or something yeah. like that. Uh, and while they're talking about this, Mr. Feeney walks in and he says, of course, in this awkward time of Corey's life, in this awkward week for him. Uh, it's picture week. Friday is picture day. Dress your best. Friday is picture day. And so Corey pictures like a picture of Topanga, which, which well, looks ridiculous. He's he's imagining the yearbook. Like right. he drifts off and daydreams and sees the yearbook. And it's like this like really like overdone picture of Topanga. And then Sean, which was not very photogenic. It was fine. It, it was a very realistic school picture. Right. And then it was like... Corey with a bag over his head right like like the elephant man so anyway now we go back to the beauty beauty power part Cellini's. we go back to Cellini's, where Corey runs up and he's like i need to find Cellini." and so Cellini comes over and he's like i need your help he's like i can't help you and he's like i have 75 dollars and he was like somebody get this man a mocha no he says somebody get this whiny kid a cappuccino oh and you're like yes Cellini, i am with you i am one. with you Cellini. i stand with Cellini on calling Corey a he whiny stands Cellini. Mm-hmm. but that was it right that yeah. was it Corey's like do your magic right so now we cut back to the living room where, where Eric, Eric is. is singing. What was he singing? I don't I don't know the song. Oh, I don't you remember. Know, I don't remember what he was singing. Good looking guy. Oh, he was singing Good Looking Guy? Yeah. His theme song. Yeah. Can you sing it? Uh no, because oh, I didn't Oh darn, I was hoping you would. I didn't write it down, I should have. <sighs> it was the um, most important part of the episode. He's like do 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 he's the good looking guy. This is, by the way, how I remember every song. It's like, (laughs) say it ain't so. Um, It's true. I just, I remember sounds. I don't remember words or how they sound. (laughs) Uh, But he's singing the good looking guy song and... Alan gets home. um, Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Alan gets home, 
and he goes, what's going on? What are you doing? And Eric says, yeah, I was just out. I was out with a townie or something. Uh, or I don't want to be a townie. And like, I just realized that you, you I'm guys even, do everything for me. Like you paid yeah, for this cereal. Right. You paid for this, my clothes. You paid for this cereal. Yeah. He says I'm even worse than a townie. That's why I wrote Townie in my notes. <laughs> so Alan like looks at him and he's like, yeah, so go get a job. And Eric walks out the door in his bathrobe and he's like, thanks, With his Dad. cereal in his hand. Yeah. Um, well, he says, thanks, Daddy. Oh, yeah, he does say Daddy. I um, that out. <clears throat> so now we go to the, the girl's bathroom mm-hmm. again. Where Topanga's primping in the mirror. Just consistently primping. And Sean comes in and stands very close to her and says, you know, you have a really good guy and he's really upset because, you know, all of a sudden this girl that he loves is not being herself. And like, I've known you since you were really little Topanga and this isn't who you are. You've never worn makeup. You've never worn makeup and you've never cared what you look like. (sighs) And I'm going to have a lot to say in about five minutes. Well, then let's get to it. Because Um, I don't want to say it all right now. So anyway, she like looks at him and she's like knowingly like is is like a light bulb goes off over her head and she turns around, turns the sink on and puts her hair under the sink. And Sean's like, that's my girl. And then she flips her hair right into his face, which is wonderful. Yeah. Anyway, so now we go back to the... Um, ca- ca- Cellini's. Cellini's. We go back to the beauty parlor, which for some reason all the Alden, all the what? I was about to make fun of the fact that you couldn't say beauty parlor, and I almost called you Aldi. Wow. <laughs> um. So he turns Corey around and he's like, "All right, my masterpiece is complete." Because Tamanga's like, "No, stop! Don't do like, it!" Like she runs in like with her hair wet, and we're supposed to be like, "Oh my gosh, she looks like a drowned rat!" But really, she just looks like her with wet hair. Yeah. And um, Shalini's like, "Okay, are you ready?" And she's like, "Oh, I hope you didn't ruin him." And he turns around and it's just Corey, looking like Corey. Yeah. And he like puts his thumbs up and smiles, and she's like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> And then, then Cellini is like, he looks, this is a masterpiece, but you, what have you done to your hair? What did you do to my work? Um, you, he, I think he calls her like a wet rat or something. Wet yeah. rodent. Yes, that's what it was. Um, a wet rodent. And she's just like, well, I've just decided, or I've discovered that, um, beauty isn't what matters or some, something like that. Yeah, and everyone's all happy and smiley because... And, like, they kiss each other. Not Cellini and Topanga, but Topanga and Corey kiss each other, but they do, like, definitely uh, Cody Rhodes kiss. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we go to the credits. We do go to the post-credits scene. We go to see... uh, Eric is sitting on the couch again. No, no, no. Yeah, he's sitting on the couch. Mm -hmm. Alan and Amy walk in, and they're like, Eric, we told you to go get a job. And he's like, I did get a job. And he turns on the TV, and there you see, like, a whole theme. With good-looking guy. With good-looking guy. With Eric, like, running from things on a green screen and pretending to be scared of them. And shooting a a gun gun. at everything. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he's, like, a mass shooter at this point. Of, like, people, animals, whatever. (laughs) Horses, cacti. A bison, I think. Yeah. Um, but it's okay. indigenous it a, tribes. It had a silencer on it. 
So it was fine. Yeah. Anyway, so then it he wakes up and he was dreaming that whole thing. And Alan and Amy walk in again for real. Mm-hmm. And They're like, you're supposed to be looking for a job. And, and he walks out the door in his bathrobe again. Yeah, he walks out the door in his bathro- bathrobe and he's like, uh, I guess I'll just go look for a job now in my bathrobe and opens the door and he goes, at night. <laughs> and they are just like, bye. Yeah. And that's the episode. That's the episode. So, Tanya, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you how I feel about this episode. That's a good idea. <laughs> go ahead. Um, I... Mm, I didn't like this episode. I liked it when I was a kid. I do not like it now. I do think that I had some tendencies for the same behavior that Corey had. I think as a as a privileged white teenager, you tend to see issues there that aren't there. And people play it up. I mean, it was in the media everywhere. Not to make an excuse, but, like, I know that there were times that I was mad. Like, um, when I dated a girl in my teens and, like, she went out and she had a drink. She had alcohol. And I was like, how could you do that? Like, this isn't who you are. Like, literally the thing that Corey said. Mm -hmm. And I hate that time period of my life. And I hate knowing that other people knew me then. Like, Mm -hmm. um... Tanya will talk about how awkward I am with my parents sometimes. And part of that is because, like, I know that they knew that person. And that person sucked. Um, But here we have an episode where Corey is being that and mad at Topanga because she wants to do something for herself because she likes what it does for her. Um, And I think it's okay to applaud her for not wanting to wear makeup. Um... I would applaud anyone who said, I don't want to wear makeup. But when they say, okay, I want to wear makeup now, that's great too. Like, this is what they want to do for them. As long as they're doing what they want to do because it's something that they enjoy, cool. Do that. So watching Corey just like, and Sean, like, she's going to put on makeup and it's going to be gross because that's not who she is. But, like, it can be. It's makeup. She can put it on. So, anyway, in short, I didn't love this episode now. For the, There were some funny moments. And the Eric stuff was decent. And Cellini was funny. But that was it. Tanya, how'd you feel about this episode? She's been just sitting there waiting for me to let, like, uh, like I open the gate and she can run through it. <laughs> I've been working really hard on not talking while you're saying, like, how you feel about the episode. That's my new season resolution. Because you always seem to get frustrated. I'm always just trying to have a conversation about it. And and you're always like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, that's how I felt about the episode. So now I'm just like... (laughs) Hey there, guys. I'm oldie. I'm oldie. (laughs) Not to talk while he says how he felt about the episode. So... I like this episode. I don't love it. I like it because I think it's important. Do you want some more of it? No. Okay. I am both of them. Right. Like, so, so deeply, I felt both of them. Um, Corey is me basically all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I... 
genuinely feel like I've been in my awkward stage since I was 10 years old. Yes. And I cannot get out of it. Um, my issue, my biggest issue with this is that, and, and it's not even an issue with the show. It's an issue with, especially then society as a whole was about, I mean, I was told all the time, like, when you wear makeup, it makes you look less innocent. And I have we talked? We've talked about that before, Some. right? About how, like, there was this weird thing where, like, the more innocent you look, the more prettier you were. And that was creepy. Like, yeah. it was very creepy. In this episode, and really, in really, like, all media then, it was implied that it was done for other people and for what other people would think. As if girls don't deserve to feel some way about themselves. Like, right. Corey liked that Topanga messed up her hair. Right. So obviously Topanga was not worried about what other people were going to think. She looked in the mirror and she did not like the way it looked. And for some reason, no one was really understanding that. Right. That it wasn't about what everyone else thought. She felt so ugly. Like, and then... When she got the makeover, it wasn't about the attention she was getting at all. It was about the person that she was seeing in the mirror. It wasn't about the fact that all of a sudden Sean was stumbling over his words to talk to her. It had nothing to do with the attention she was getting for it. It had everything to do with the person that she was seeing in the mirror. Because when when we don't feel like we look okay, it has nothing to do with how other people are viewing us. It has to do with how we view ourselves. Right. And I think that that was an important thing to see. That they made uh, that clear. Like I didn't think they made that clear. I do because, like Corey was looking at her, saying like It's fine. You're fine. Like everything is fine." And Topanga was saying like I don't feel like this is fine." She was saying, "I feel like this is not okay." And I've I've said that to you a lot, where you're like, "You look beautiful. What are you talking about?" I'm like, "I don't feel that way." Like, it doesn't matter what anyone says. Like, that's not how I feel at all. And and trying to do things that make me feel that way, it almost becomes like a frantic thing. Like, so I felt that too. But what I was trying to say before that was like the autonomy of it all. Like, we don't do that for other people. I don't not wear makeup because I want to look more innocently pretty or I don't wear a lot of makeup so that I can cover other things up. It's all about how I feel about myself and not about what other people are seeing at all. Right. I, and I think that's, that's still a stigma that exists, exists today. Like, um, any girl who's putting on makeup, if the thought is like, she got it, she's just trying to get guys, but it never, ever, ever is about guys. In fact, like I've always said that um, women are tend to be much bigger critics of themselves than anyone else is. Like mm-hmm. it's all about this is what I think I like and mm-hmm. what I don't. And no one realizes that or no one talks about that. But we it was... try to, but it's like screaming into the abyss whenever a, a girl says, or, or anybody, whenever anybody, because at this point, this is 2020, it is not women. It is everybody. Yes. Is saying, like, 
we have a whole, like the LGBTQ community is saying like, I am not this way for any other reason other than like, this is who I am and this is what I want to do for myself. And people are still saying you're just doing that for attention. Right. But where, where I was getting with that is I think it's, it's a little bit better now Mm -hmm. than it was because of things like this. Like, it was so it wasn't even prevalent in media. It was normal in media. Like yes. every show had some of this in it. Most shows had a lot more than this. Well, I mean, and it was everything. It was the shows and the movies. There yeah. were whole movies that were just around this idea of this is who you need to be for me. Right. Like, She's All That was, this is who this person needs to be for another person. And right. like Topanga needs to be this way for Corey, or Corey needs to be this way for Topanga. And it's like, no, like these people have autonomy over themselves. And so when Corey and Sean both, like Sean comes in and is like, this isn't who you are. Go the fuck away. She's whoever she wants to be. Right. Like, you don't get to tell her that that's not who she is. So that that was my view on it. And I do like the episode because I think it gives a lot to think about. And it's not necessarily like something that you would consider deep. But for me, it goes very deep because it is my biggest struggle with myself. When she says, more than anything, I'm upset because I feel shallow. Mm-hmm. That is me 100%. Like, I don't want to care. I don't want to care. I don't want to spend an hour getting ready for things. I don't want to do any of that. I don't well, like feeling shallow. Will this help? Snip. <gasps> now I'm ugly. <laughs> that was the other thing, though, too, is Corey's feeling less than Topanga and that feeling of like almost like she could she could leave at any second or he could lose her at any second because... Like, they weren't on the same level. Like, I feel like that now. Well, and I do think that was an okay thing to to explore, and I wish they had kind of explored that end of it mm-hmm. and how Corey felt about himself. Yes. They, they did not do that enough. No. Um, and in, in a series where I've literally, as we've watched through it, I've pointed out episodes where I'm like, oh, my God, that affected me more than I realized. I think this episode affected me more than I realized in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Which is sad because it's the first time I've really gone, oh, shit. Like, I, I was this way and it was mm-hmm. after I watched this episode. How much of me was influenced by that? Right. I mean, I'm sh- it's not, I'm not blaming an episode of television for me being a shitty person in, as a teenager. No. And like we've said before in this very episode is that this was just how it was. Right. And in all honesty, like, and this is still how guys are. This is like Caden will sit and say, like, I hear people talk like this all the time and it drives me crazy. Yeah. We hear the girls like, well, you know, he said that he liked it when I wore this outfit or whatever. Like guys still think that they have some bit of, of, control not even control like they are they infuse themselves or like put themselves into the narrative that they don't belong in as if like they are also a piece of this person yeah and they're not a piece of that person like aubrey's boyfriend has no right to be like 
you should wear that outfit more often. It looks good on you. Can he say you look really nice today? Yes. But, to be, you know, like he right. shouldn't say like that is a really good outfit. It looks really good on you and you should wear it more. Like mm-hmm. he shouldn't do that. Or like you should wear your hair like that more. Or when you wear your hair like that, it kind of makes your face look long. like no one has the right to tell a person that they are with. And I'm saying this like in a relationship. Like, yeah. Like you telling me, like, you know, I really, really like it when you don't wear makeup. You look better that way. Would be wrong. Right. But it goes both ways for sure. And, like, it existed both ways back then, too. Uh, I I know for a fact when I was 15, I dated a girl and um, it was a serious relationship. And... Very quickly, she was buying me or she would go out with me to buy clothes that made me look better and the way I should be dressing and the way I should be acting. And she wanted me to be more preppy around her mom because that's what her mom liked. And we dated for a few months and it was very quick. Like I just I broke up with her and I um, she was the the girl that all the guys wanted to date in school. But I broke up with her because I was like, I don't like who I am anymore. This sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it kind of existed everywhere. Yeah. I, I don't think it existed with the same, I don't know, ownership right. that it did male to female. But it, it was, I mean, it, it's still a, a prevailing, prevailing, prevalent, prevalent behavior. It, so. I hurt my head. <laughs> So this is the last thing I'll say on it and I'll be done. Um, I don't, I don't know what the dynamics are in every relationship. So I'm not speaking to anything that I don't know about, but I've had both at this point, a marriage where I was told what to do, how I should do my makeup, how I should do my hair, what looked better on me and all of that. And that that was normal. Like, completely normal. I was treated very, very badly, but coming out of that, the freedom to just do what I wanted with myself was one of the freest things in the world. And that's almost the scariest thing. With right. with all of my experience, that that is the thing that was the most freeing is kind of the most scary Right. Um, And now I'm sure I take it for granted some, but I don't have that at all. Like you don't. You're the controlling one now. I don't control anything. (laughs) You can wear what you want and do what you want. I don't like we don't really comment much on whatever. Like I just I do my hair. I do my makeup or whatever. And you don't tell me what I should or should not do. And it's a it's a very important thing in our relationship because. Every once in a while, I remind my, I can remind myself very easily, like, this was not how it was for 13 years of your life. Like, you can do whatever. And I still find myself almost afraid sometimes, like, if I buy an outfit that I wouldn't have bought before. Or if I, yeah. It's very often that you will look to me like I'm going to be upset with what you are wearing or the way you did your makeup or the way you did your hair. Like, it's still a regular thing. And then he's just like very like he just it's not so 
Alden cares about me, but he does not care how I choose to do my own styling. Right. And I will say you look pretty or you look beautiful or whatever. Um, but he also oh, tells damn me that good looking. He tells me that right now I'm in running shorts and a t-shirt, Yay. and my hair was just pulled out of a ponytail, so yeah. it's all like bumpy and you stuff. You look gorgeous. A gorgeous person still looks gorgeous. Right. Just like when Topanga had her weird hair, she was still a pretty girl. Right. She had three inches of her hair that looked weird, but like she was still a pretty girl. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, "Oh, what are you gonna do, Topanga?" Anyway, we gave us a lot to talk about. That super came through on the microphone. One of the children just tumbled into the hallway. I'm sure it was Finley. I'm sure it was again. Um, Finley's a faller. Anyway, anything else you want to say, Tanya, about this episode or how you felt? I don't think so. I think I've said everything I can. I hope it came out, like, coherently. Cause... They could have done a whole lot more with the Eric stuff. Eric yes. and uh, this, this woman who was 18 mm-hmm. and had a two-year-old son, and they could have kind of delved into that and... and kind of made that um more significant more significant and a in a in a learning moment instead of just an aside yeah yeah definitely and i i am impressed with how much they were able to do with that two minute blip right because she actually came through so strong for me Mm -hmm. um where she was just like i mean she says all of this stuff really fast and it was very impactful when he was like, but you have your parents' help. Like, and she's like, you have your parents' help? And, like, how many 18-year-old girls were going through that at that time? I think maybe in 1996, an 18-year-old girl with a two-year-old son was a little bit more of a taboo and scary topic for uh, television. I don't. Why? Because I think in 1996, it was even more prevalent than it is right now. I think so, too. But that doesn't mean it wasn't it was prevalent in media. I think, though, like so in 1996, there were a lot of shows that like maybe we didn't watch as much, but they were there. We didn't consume them as much as like sitcoms and stuff. But mm-hmm. there were shows like that were dealing with that exact thing. But maybe because that's what they were sort of meant to do, like the 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 original Degrassi or um, my so-called life or like shows like that were delving into things like that. But I guess Boy Meets World was considered like a family show. So maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Anyway, so it was a, it was a fun, fun chat here. My love, my beautiful, beautiful wife. My beautiful, beautiful husband. Aw, shucks. Uh, Anything else you want to say? Uh, you can find us at BMG and BMW. Oh, look at you go on so twitter.com at on twitter.com. <laughs> you guys hear about these new dot com things? <laughs> you have to type in HTTP colon backslash backslash www dot. All right. Also, you can email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook. We've had more and more people finding us are on our Facebook group. We welcome you. We welcome you. As long as you're not a bot. Because if you're a bot, you're getting rejected. We've had a few bots. We've had a few bots. It's very funny to see them and be like, they thought we didn't think they were a bot? We've had some very weird bots. There was one girl who tried to join and had a very scantily clad picture, and that's fine. But I said, 
I think this is a bot because they had also just joined that day. And Tanya was like, you don't know that. It could just be someone, a fan trying to find our show. I didn't say fan because I don't call them fans. That's true. And I opened it and it was just like, click here to see my naked pictures. And very much a bot. And Alden in in all of his Corey and Sean glory was like, I would think you were way more beautiful if you would just put some clothes on. And then I farted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, this has been Boy Meets... Well... What? I just want to thank everybody for being with us here, and and we don't say thank you enough. You guys are the best. Yeah, we really like you. (laughs) We really like you. We really like you. Uh, So thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 4, Episode 2. Class dismissed.